0: Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back and listen to today's show. Hey Magic Makers, do I have a show for you today. Today I speak with Miss Rachel Lavin and we talk all about self-hatred, self-loathing, how she was able to overcome that and be able to get to a point where she's able to look in the mirror and be like, you know what, I can appreciate all the things that I bring to life that has nothing to do with how I look. We talk about you know, that ever chasing the size or the scale does that make you happy? We talk about happiness. We hit a lot of different things. We talk about the ease at which things come and giving ourselves a little bit of grace. So if you're someone who has struggled with body image, someone who struggled with, you know, the on again, off again, the yo-yo dieting, today is a show that you want to make sure you hop into and take a listen to. All right, magic makers, enjoy the show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes, a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever. Ever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air so thank you so much Jackie O jazz hands it fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart enjoy the podcast oh magic makers I have a topic that I really feel that so many of you will be raising your hand not in your head clapping your hands about I am talking with miss Rachel Levin and it's all about self-love or overcoming self-hatred. I mean, how many of us have looked in the mirror and pointed to a body part? Oh, I wish my abs, my butt, my arms, my, my whatever were the perfect, the perfect way or whatever your vision is. Well, guess what? I have someone who has overcome that. And I know many of us are struggling to overcome that. We kind of feel like we've taken a few steps forward, but there's always something that drives us back into that whole uh, self-hatred, self-loathing part of us. So today I want you to have a listen because there is a way out and through and Miss Lavin is going to be that person who's going to help you start the ball rolling. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. That was a great intro. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, and so when we, uh, Rachel and I were in conversation about like, what would we talk about on the show? And when she said, you know, self-loathing, I was like, bing, ding, ding, ding. Like, I can't think of, which is sad. I can't think of a woman out there, regardless of her age, that hasn't looked in that mirror and said something awful to herself. Yeah.
1: I mean, most of the time for us, it's literally the first thing that pops into our head when we yeah. see our it's not even a thought. It's just automatic because it's so ingrained in us. Yeah. Which like I said, is super sad. And it's time we take our power back because we are all beautiful. It doesn't matter what shape or size we come in. We are all beautiful.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's funny, um, not funny, but I, I think it's interesting. So, you know, When we grew up, you know, I feel like we were at the beginning of diet culture, you know, because it's like Mm -hmm. it was the beginning of like where like wildly popular magazines and it it was all about being like skinny or being a certain size. And all of us wanted to, you know, diet within an inch of our life (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be a certain size. And, you know, I don't know. And maybe, you know, the answers to this, like who came up with like, you know, being the perfect size six or size eight was, was like the epitome of. Fitness, you know, back in the day. And some of people are still hanging their hat on that as well. Hey, Magic Makers, are you sick of feeling like you have to choose between having a fun summer and staying fit? Well, this summer, you do not have to compromise. I'm here to share five tips that will help you to finally start seeing lasting results. When you follow these five tips, you will avoid making common fitness mistakes this summer. Imagine enjoying yourself at a barbecue, beach days without strategically covering up, and seeing progress towards your fitness goals. Don't let this summer leave you feeling frustrated. This is the time to make the change and take control of your fitness journey. So if you are looking to up level your summer, do me a favor, grab the five tips in the link in the show notes. Good luck and enjoy your summer.
1: I I mean, I don't know when it started, but it did, like you said, we're both products of the eighties and nineties. And that's when the waif look and the real thin look or the beach body look. And you know, how many celebrities were on this diet or this workout. And you know, it
0: was all a bunch of bull blank because you can use salty talk. (laughs) Yeah. It was all
1: bullshit because honestly, if you live that lifestyle, you have a trainer, you have an, a chef, you mm. have someone telling you, uh, oh, 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 you you know, you're, the costumes getting a little snug. Let's get on that diet. And they're all on something, right? Yeah. They're all on something. So, and I'm, and I feel awful for people in, in the public eye because don't they deserve to live a public, I mean, a, a happy life too. So I'm not putting that down. I'm not putting those people down. I'm just putting, I'm saying that that's where we need to start looking at. It's like, you don't have to strive to look like her or her. Let's embrace your body and what it looks like and let it be the best version of that. And just stop, stop there.
0: Right. So you're, so for you, you're like, you're backstopping and you're you're saying to yourself, you're like, let's look at the approach. Like, what is the process that you have to get to that point? And Mm. do you like it? right? Are you happy? That is the question
1: that I ask myself every day. That is the question I ask my clients or the women in my life. Does that make you happy? Yeah. If Uh the answer is no, then let's start looking at something a little bit differently. I know it's hard because you've learned that, you know, I have to do this, this, and this to be in this tiny little body. Mm. But honestly, is that worth it? Is it worth living on broccoli and chicken and if someone ever tells me again, oh, I can't have that or I can't eat a piece of fruit because it has too much sugar in it, I don't know what I will do. <laughs>
0: right. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I should just call him, I just have my lawyer on speed dial because I might go to jail that day.
1: All right. Like, where do I have a little slush fund for bail money? Yes. yes.
0: Right. <laughs> so let's go back to you. You know, you talked about happy, and I feel like so many women do not know what makes them happy. And was, you know, for your, and we all have to have that like rock bottom, I can't moment. And no one knows when that day is going to come, but we all, Mm. sadly, we all have to hear, have that like rock bottom crying in your closet moment. (laughs) And what was your rock bottom crying in your closet moment?
1: It actually was very much like that. I was bawling my eyes out at the gym I worked at. I just turned 40 years old. And I went into work one day and something just was so heavy on me. Mm. I went and sat in the group X room. Luckily it was dark. And I just sat there on the floor in the corner, bawling like ferociously uncontrollably, like no sound coming out, bawling. Yeah. And I remember looking at this gorgeous, beautiful woman in the mirror and the connection of like, Oh my God, that's me. I was always this amazing woman. I was always all the things that I never thought I was. I was those things and that the meeting of those two beautiful souls finally met each other that day. And I let go of all that stuff that was just holding me down. But I do want to be honest. I mean, that was 10 years ago. And although I am happy every single day of my life, there are things that happen in my life that disrupt that mm. temporarily. Oh, yeah. I, we all have those things that exactly. happen. But at the end of the day, I go to bed knowing that I am happy because I love myself. I love the life I've created for myself. And it's a continual working process. I don't just say, oh, I'm fixed. I had that epiphany. Great. I don't ever need to think about it again. Nope.
0: That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. And I'm going to, you brought up a bunch of topics I'm going to circle back to, but this one in particular, I feel like, and I think again, another thing that we've learned through diet culture is that you finish your 12 weeks and you finish your 30 days Mm. and you're fixed. Like we're not a freaking washing machine where, you know, I always share this with my clients and I'm sure you do that. It's like, instead of everything feeling like this big tidal wave it now just feels like some days it does feel like a tidal wave but you realize like you know what i can pop up on the other side where some days it's just like you know lapping at your feet you know the water's just lapping at your feet and you're like okay this is just another you know block stumbling block along the path
1: that's beautiful i love the way you said that yes absolutely that's a great way to think about it Mm -hmm.
0: for sure and so, you know, I wanted to. I'm laughing because I too was a personal trainer in the gym, and um, my I, I can't moment happened at the gym as well. Um, except for at least you went to the privacy of a group fitness room. I was crying on the stair master. Oh, I love that. And I'm like sitting there, and like you know, like you're like like I'm on the stairmaster. I can't cry. And I was like, oh my god. I'm like, and like the whole time you're just trying to like hold the back, hold the back, and you just like the wall just like came, and I was just like silently crying. And it was just, and you're right. You're just like, it was that day that you're just like, like, I can't, like, Mm -hmm. and you know, if I, you know, same with you, like, I can't really tell you, like, was there like the, you know, the last straw, I don't know what the last straw was. I think mentally my body was like, my brain, my body, the whole shebang was like, what the fuck? And it just was like, this can't be my life.
1: Well, 40 years, I don't know how old you were when that happened for you, but 40 years is a long time to be carrying all of that shit on your shoulders. Oh, it's yeah. a long time. And so for the women who have had their breaking moments, it makes sense because you've tried to live under this what the world thinks, what your parents think, what your husband, what your teachers, all, what all these people think of you instead of what you think of
0: you. Oh yeah. Or, or I think the other thing is we make shit up in our head. Like you and I could be having a conversation. I'm like, oh, that blouse looks so fabulous on her. Oh, well, it really wouldn't look good on me. I don't really look good in bright. You would just you have this yeah. whole, like background conversation in your brain that you never verbalize to anyone. And maybe you've had those conversations so much that you don't even think about them anymore. Like you don't even think that is a horrible, a horrible conversation to have about yourself.
1: Right. I agree with you. It's so important to learn those yeah. triggers, you know, so you can, I mean, it. I, some people are like, I can never quiet my brain. Well, you can, it's a practice, yes. you have to practice it, but you can Cause you're right. That, that incessant chatter that goes on is so exhausting.
0: (laughs) Exhausting. I mean, my internal, my like inner voice is like an ex gang member, like homegirl will like (laughs) cut you. Like she is just like brutal. (laughs) And you know, now like, you know, it's, it's practice. Like it's literally a practice. And some days it's like a really hard practice. And some days you're like, Hey, look at me. I'm rocking it. And I, and I think back that I, I, so many people want magic. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like in health and fitness, there's no magic. You're the magic.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I, that's why, you know, what we were talking about if we could just recognize and realize that we have spent all this time looking out, looking for the right pill. And don't get me started on this new shit that's going down with the Ozempic. Okay. But like looking for the magic pill, looking for the magic diet, looking for the magic, magic. And you I couldn't have put it in better terms. The magic is in here. Four,
0: yeah. Four. Yes. All right. So let's go back. So, you know, you, ha- you go in the group fitness room. So as a personal trainer, did you feel like really? I had to have this image in order to, you know, feel worthy of being a personal trainer to get clients, you know, before you had that like, on our breakdown in the group fitness room.
1: Absolutely. I I had just completed a 90-day challenge that my gym had forced me to participate in because I was 170 pounds as a personal trainer. I I have been told many times throughout my career that I didn't have the body
0: that Ah. matched.
1: You know, so that is something so when i was having this emotional breakdown i had just lost 50 pounds oh. and i was size freaking 0 and still miserable yeah because i didn't and i talk to i talk about this all the time i've been a size 0 i've been a size 12 and i've been everything in between yep and i will be real honest with you size 0 didn't Fuckin- feel like
0: home it didn't feel like and that size zero, it's fucking hard to maintain. You oh, know, like,
1: I mean, yeah.
0: What did just I say like, lasted
1: for like two months, maybe? Max. Right. You're
0: like, I'll have three grains of rice, please, and some water.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't forget your fucking flax seeds or your chia seeds or whatever the hell right. you have
0: to have <laughs> Yeah. No. And it's, and you know, and, and I love hearing that because it's like, you know, I, I, I too, like I worked at the gym and, you know, we had to participate in the challenges just like everybody else. And, you know, to what, to what end do I want to know, like, what do we teach our people? Right. You know, it was like, we taught them how to crash diet. Yep. Oh, that's good. We, I mean, and, and for, for years I was like, I, I used to coach fitness competitors and, for a long time, I was a crash dieter. I was fucking fabulous at crash dieting until that 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 moment on the stairmaster where my body was just like girlfriend, <laughs> like the ex gang member was like in front of my face, like no more, like no fucking way, like we are not gonna take this anymore. And so I love that you said that, like you know what you d- you know you did these ninety day challenges, and you know I don't like to date these episodes, but here we are in the spring. So how many of us showed up on January first and were like that's not here. And then now here we are, you know, knocking on the door of the middle of the year. And how many of us are like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, I've taken a step back from personal training and I don't work in a gym anymore. So I didn't have that experience, but to fall back on all my years of experience, yes, right. of course, Jan one, everyone's on that treadmill in their sweatsuits, <laughs> sweating it out. Right. And- And you know, March comes along, and I'm like, where the hell is everybody? So I hear you. I mean, it's like clockwork, right? It's like clockwork. So I know, I guess I even wrote a blog about this. It's like, can we not set ourselves up for failure this year?
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. It's just
1: like, start to recognize that. Instead of like having to scurry and get ready for the wedding, and scurry and get ready for the vacation, or whatever you're getting ready for, just be your best self all the time. Just it's a consistency thing. Yes, exactly. It's it's a three six five thing. It's not a ninety day challenge or eight weeks or six weeks. It's all year, every year, people. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or you know, I like to think about like you know, especially when it comes to like my body image it's like I like to think about if we were kind of on like a swing right why does it have to be this wild high I'm like getting everything out of my diet and then all the way to like if it's not nailed down it's coming in my mouth you know how do we kind of like take out those wild swings because that's where the self-loathing comes from where it's like Oh my God! I can't resist the uh, whatever you can't resist. It's the ice cream or the pizza or going to in-laws' houses and they don't, you know, eat healthy. To today, no carbs, no sugar, no fun. You know, so it's like, how do you know? And it's that self-loathing piece that brings us these wild swings.
1: You are correct about that, but can I like shed some? Yes,
0: that's hurt? why I have you on the show,
1: my love. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Say something pretty damn mind
0: blowing. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to buckle up. Brace yourself.
1: Yeah. You're restricting. And that is why we have these swings from one end to the pendulum to the other, instead of letting it stay here at homeostasis. Because like you said, you're like, I don't eat anything that comes in the form of bread. And then the next (laughs) month you're like, wait. Did that whole loaf just fit in my mouth at once? Exactly. So the restriction of what we do to ourselves because we heard no fat, no sugar, no this, no that, blah, 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 is marketing of the stupid, awful, hateful, evil diet industry. And if you were just to allow your body to have as many nutrients as it needed, you would never have to diet again.
0: A thousand percent, a thousand percent. And, it, and I always, um, I just finished a, a course, uh, all about belly fat. And this woman said something that to me that was like nailed what I was trying to say. And she was saying that. You know, I was saying just what you said, you know, if we keep telling ourselves, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, eventually that dam is going to burst. And then it's just going to be a a tsunami of all the foods that you've been telling yourself you can't have. And so she likened it to um, remember those Burberry scarves like years ago. That was like the big thing to have the whole Burberry print. And so she went to, to the store and she's like, I can't afford that. That's just too much for me. And But she would go and buy all these knockoffs and still it didn't have the same feel, didn't have the exact look. And she's like, I spent so much money trying to find the duplicate, the, you know, the hack for it when I should have just saved my money and I would would have eventually been able to buy the true scarf. And I was like, that's exactly it, right? We We try to find all these hacks, all these supplements to just saying, you know what, have that fucking piece of bread. And move on.
1: Yes. Yes. Because I will tell you, and this is hand to God. The minute I stopped restricting my food, any group, I stopped binging. I stopped. And when I have a craving, which is exactly what you just said of a donut, I have to use donuts since that's the title of my book, (laughs) the donut diaries. But if I have a craving for a chocolate cake, I have the cake and then I'm done with it, you know, right. instead of like, oh, I'm craving a cookie. Let me have kale chips or let me have, you know, what was that thing in the 80s that they used to do? Carob chips. Remember those oh, yeah, nasty yeah. ass baked chocolate? They I mean, still make them. The- <laughs> oh, they do. Yeah. All those things that you have, like you said, that you go around the chocolate chip cookie and you're focusing on it for weeks, maybe months. And then, if I just have my cookie, I don't think about a cookie for what until the next time I think about it. Right. It really has literally saved my life. It has saved my brain. It has mm. saved you know, the time and energy that I used to spend on dieting. It's just, I have all this time now. It's great.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, so you so you you went, went through this challenge and you just like, you broke down, you're like, okay, I can't sustain this size zero. Now at that moment, did you realize that was your like, oh snap, like I I can't diet anymore. Was that your moment? Or did you kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, dismiss it, be like, ah, you know, it was just a moment in time. And then kind of, you know, went back on your, you know, on your merry way. No, I-
1: let me answer that. No, that was not my end all be all to the diet moment. That was more my I'm looking for everything else outside of me moment, which led to the continuation of the work. No, my real aha moment was this dieting thing was two things that just again, I truly believe that the universe hands you what you need when you
0: need it. Oh, for sure.
1: I picked, I found this book. My favorite word is "fuck." I'm not gonna lie. I say it all the time in every oh sentence. Oh my god!
0: We just became best friends.
1: Yay! <laughs> so I came across this book called "The Fuck It Diet." I was like, "What?" I oh, I love her. Yeah, love yes. her. Yeah. So I read that book, and it was such an emotional awakening for me mm. that doing all of those things too. And I was telling my clients these things. So when my client said to me one day after I was reading, I had come across this book and she said, so what should I eat after my workout? Should I have a banana? And I was like, no girl, that has too much sugar. And like, it stopped on my mouth. And
0: I was like, did I just say that out loud?
1: Yeah. But I have been saying that for years, right? But for whatever reason, that day I heard myself and I said, you know what? Don't listen to me. Have your banana. It's fruit. It grows on trees. Please help yourself. And then I started researching, you know, the H-E-A-S movement, which stands for health at every size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, the word body positivity has gone viral, which yes. to me, that means nothing because it's about self love, but whatever. But I started researching all these things that were in line with what I was feeling. And so this has been a process for me. So I'm 51 now. So this whole process has been like over a decade. So I will say the last time I restricted myself was about 2018.
0: And I, you know, it's, it's funny that, um, that you said you say that because I I look back you know I've been doing this for about sixteen years and I look back at some of the you know rules that I had for myself and rules that I passed on to my clients that I'm like okay if you worked with me sixteen years ago can you call me because I got I got some shit to tell you <laughs> like I went wrong <laughs> right you know yeah. and I, and I agree with you and it's like that's the blessing and the curse about fitness you know it's like. Even five years ago, things that we were like, Yeah, this is the you know, end all be all, then we're like, oh, by the way, new research has come in. It's
1: changed. So well, that's what I just say to people. Like, listen, I would I did the best I could at the time. And right. now I have woken up and I realize that what I said to you was diet culture. I had been, you know conditioned or whatever, you like learn that way, whatever you, the words you want to say, because I, I do take responsibility. I said these things. I live that way.
0: And I asked my, my people to live that way. So I, I asked them for forgiveness. Yeah, you know? no, for, for sure. <laughs> and you know, I always tell people, I was like, um, everyone wants a black and white answer, you know, when it comes to this. They're like, how do I lose weight or how to keep the weight off? And you want that like definitive, like it came down on the tablets from Moses. And I'm just going <laughs> to always be like, it depends. Like right now, I know this is what we're seeing right now. This is what I'm seeing in clients, but I will tell you in six months from now, six years from now, I could be like, remember I told you that, (laughs) well, you know, so it's like, I feel like that's the one thing that as health and fitness professionals, that we don't do a very good job of saying in this moment in time, this is what's believed. In this moment of time, this is what's true, but, you know, people are researching shit all the time and Mm -hmm. eventually it either could be proven like, yeah, we got it right. Or, well, we were a little off the mark.
1: Right. Agreed. Agreed. But don't you think too, that sometimes trainers or fitness professionals or whatever you want to deem us try to reinvent the wheel when you really can't. Right. I mean, I yeah. You gotta move your body. You gotta eat as much whole foods as possible and you gotta rest.
0: Yeah. It, it and it's funny because it's like, you know, you probably follow fitness people as well as I do. And you know, the ones that I resonate with the most are the people who like, you're right. At the end of the day, I gotta eat less calories. Like, bottom line, end of story, don't do not pesco. Two, I have to exercise. Like, there's just no way around it. I mean, I love walking too, don't get me wrong. But you got to lift some fucking weights. I I can't stress that enough, especially for us ladies over 40. you got to lift some weights. And at the end of the day, I also have to work on my mind, you know, because it's like, as you said, if my mind keeps telling me, do, do, do this, do that, do this. Oh, my gosh. Do I ever register happiness? Mm,
1: Yes. Yes. And if you're
0: always thinking about
1: yourself, meaning your body and what you got into. Yeah. You ever get to think about, oh, wait, maybe that's not making me so happy because you're always just so focused on that. I will say letting go of that. And I also want to be honest. I have my days, right? I I have my days where I look even putting on this pink shirt today. I'm like, (gasps) but no, I'm going to wear color because I didn't wear color for most of my life because I thought I looked fat. And I'm not going to give it that power anymore. Right. But I have my days where it's hard. You know, I, and I did want to go back to that when we were first started talking. I do never, I never want to be um, when people have go through life things, because I know that's real. Yeah. And I know that that throws you off of your routine. When I said you have to be consistent, you do. That is a truthful statement. But I also know that life happens, right? I just, yeah left New York and had to move to a brand new place and set up a new home and get, a, you know, I had to do all those things. And what fell to the wayside was my workouts, of course. Yes. So I get that. And I I wanted to make sure that I went back and told your listeners, like, I'm not someone who thinks that, oh, it doesn't matter. You have a death in the family. You better go to the gym, you know? Right. I'm, exactly. Obviously, obviously life happens, but... I think what I was trying to say is that if we look at it in the sense that this is just something that I do for the rest of my life, the struggle of the gaining weight, the losing weight, all that stuff becomes less important.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny. I, I feel that so many women struggle with the life happens part. And, mm-hmm. and it's because we're in the, that extremes. It's either we're doing it or we're yeah. not doing it. And, you know, learning how to navigate that middle piece that, you know, maybe my workouts don't look like two hours long anymore. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. it's 30, maybe it's 30 minutes and be okay with it being 30 minutes. Maybe it's, you know, learning how to eat out so that, you know, when you go out for drinks with the girls, it doesn't turn into bottles of wine where you are, you know, you've already established, I'm only going to have two glasses and I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, give yourself that grace, you know, versus always like, you know, have this like mental, like calculator going in the back of your brain of how many calories you have versus just being like, Hey, Rachel and I are having drinks tonight. And I just want to like be here versus like that chatter going on back here.
1: Absolutely. Oh God. I want that for every single woman in the whole world because They deserve it. They deserve to not feel like they don't get to go out and have drinks with the girls or dinner with the girls or with their families and just not give a flying F for a few hours. I want that for every woman.
0: Yeah. And so uh, as you were kind of, as you're working through, you know, this, you know, going from like, this is not it for me. I am not happy, you know, What were, you know, as you you look back on your journey, like what were some of the the kind of like milestones that like you were able to look back and be like, all right, that would have knocked me right out. And look at me. I'm like, I was, even though it was an obstacle, because like you said, life happens. I I didn't knock me out. Like I was like, whoa, look at that. That happened. And back in the day, I would have been like down for the count.
1: Oh, that's a great. And I can
0: pull something real near that
1: happened recently i just told you i moved from new york and i didn't realize how much cardio i was getting going to and from my clients in the city right. i was always moving always yeah, yeah. Moving 6 days a week and so when i come to a suburban lifestyle and i drive everywhere and i put on 30 pounds and i was like oh shit yeah <laughs> not what happened because no but a, like
0: yeah. but it was more like how did you know in a in an inquisitive way
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And like you said, back in the day or before, I would have like, you know, thrown myself on my bed and cried and been like, oh my God, I'm so bad. And like instantaneous restriction. Right. But now it's just like, got to do cardio now. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, it took me two years to put this weight on. It's not coming off tomorrow.
0: Like, yes.
1: I, I need to give myself that I love how you say grace and say it's probably going to take about that same amount of time to come off.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, and I and I like this. I just had a conversation with my client last week about this and she said, "You know, Kim, after our, you know the last conversation we had together, she said, it made me think about my expectations." And She said, you know, for years, it's been drummed into my head. And for those of you listening, I'm sure it's been drummed into your head. I should lose one to two pounds a week. That's my and if I don't lose the one to two pounds a week, then, you know, life is over. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I just made this off the cuff phrase. And I said, okay, let's do the math. If I were just to lose one pound a week, that's 52 pounds. How many of you are looking to lose 52 pounds? Mm. And most of the people that I work with aren't look, looking to lose 52. They're looking to lose anywhere from five to 20 pounds. It's usually like the, 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 the wheelhouse of people that I work with. And right. I was like, so if you lost a half a pound, you would still lose 20 something pounds. I was like, would you throw that away? Yeah. And she was just like, you just kind of like put the like perspective into like what it is to lose a pound a week down to like, is that what I'm looking for? And you nailed it by saying, you know, I was a size zero and I was fucking miserable. And how many other women are out there listening right now are chasing that number on the dress size or that number on the scale. And what do you get when you get there? is there a prize? Is there a Mercedes? Mm -hmm. Is your kid, are your kids going to love you more? Are you going (laughs) to get a better job? Like, I mean, if there's that prize, I'm in. (laughs) Not me. I No, no, but there's no prize. So it's like, you know, there's no, there's nothing there. And as you said, you're like, I got, I did it. I lost all this weight and I'm crying in the group fitness room. Mm -hmm. So for the ladies listening, how many of you got down to your goal weight and were you celebrating it or did you find another thing to bitch about? Because I bet your sweet ass, you found another <laughs> thing to you're, bitch you're about. Su-
1: your sweet size zero ass. And yeah. Like, oh, I can lose five more. I know I can.
0: Right. No. So now I'm shopping at Gymboree instead of like, shopping in the junior section. Is that store still around? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably showing my age.
1: <laughs> well, hey, I knew exactly what you were talking about. So I'm right there with you. Oh my goodness. No, I, I, yeah. If there's one thing that I could tell every single woman in the world, well, two things, one, you're not alone. And two, and two, you know, be grateful for the body that you do have, because if you get to walk and talk and see and smell and taste every day, your life's pretty great.
0: No, and, and it's true, you know, um, and you've, you've seen this, this ad, I think, I think it's dumb, but it could be wrong. And they show um, like a, a, a weight and they show, like, I think it's like, a I think it's like 150 or something like that. And they show 150 pounds and they show like six different women and they're all shapes and sizes of what that particular weight looks like. And I'm like, you know, I, and I always like it when it comes around because I'm like, it's very telling that we are all unique. You know, it's like, I have big boobs. So so because I have big boobs, there's a certain amount of weight I am never going to lose. And even when I was at my leanest, I always had big boobs. My boobs are like, we're here to stay. Like, you know, most people are like, when I lose weight, your boobs deflate. My boobs are like, hey, we're still here. (laughs) We're not going anywhere. And so like, there's always going to be a certain amount of weight. So unless I cut my boobs off, I will probably always have another 15 pounds above where I think I should be just for my boobs like there's just that's just how it is and I feel so many of us don't really appreciate like look in the mirror and be like you know what my mom had big boobs and you know what and one day my mom said here, and I could be here I would be like I have my mom's boobs most people probably don't say that but I have my mom's boobs you know I have my grandmother's hands like think about things that you appreciate that like you know every time I look at my hands I'm like you know what you it reminds me of my grandmother, you know. So it's like those kind of things we kind of put off into the distance versus the here and now.
1: Oh, I love that. That's really beautiful because yes, your body tells a story, right? Your the life that you lived. Why can't it be a story like that? You know, you look at your hands, and you know, I look at my nose, and I see my
0: grandmother. Or I yeah, right. I
1: love that. I think that's so beautiful. That's really yeah. cool.
0: So it's like you know. I, and I remember, and for those of you guys listening, who you're not in this, like, woo-woo space, I remember this is probably like 10 years. ago, <laughs> And someone would be like, Kim, every day, come up with something you're grateful for. And I I will admit, most of you guys know, I am a little sassy. I did my best not to eye roll and tell them to go fuck themselves. I really did. And mm-hmm. now I think, now I look at it, because I guess I thought great gratitude was a huge thing. Like, you know, I had to save a kitten from a burning building. Like, that was gratitude. Where gratitude is like, you know what? I didn't say something shitty to myself today. Or mm-hmm. maybe I said one less shitty thing to myself today. Mm-hmm. And that's gratitude. You know, it's not this, you know, as you just, as you mentioned and which I love, it wasn't like you went into the group fitness room, you cried your eyes out and you're like, what has this changed? It was like, okay, something's going on here that I either can step into or I can spend multiple days crying in this room. Right. And you chose to step in.
1: Well, yes, at that time. I mean, for four long decades, there were many times where I had a moment of change or motivation to change. And it was just so easy to stay who I was.
0: Yes. Yes. And.
1: I totally lost my train of thought, but you know, w- there's many moments that passed me by before I took notice and it screamed at me on that day and was like, "Oh yeah, no, no more, no more." Yeah, you know, there are many times through over the years. I mean, I smoked, and you know, it's like all the things, like trying to quit, and I dieted, and I gained, and I lost, and I, I mean, there was this one lie I used to tell myself, which was real fun. So I can't quit smoking because I can't. I'll gain weight, and it's like girl, you know, you're heavy and you smoke, right? I mean, just the things right. that we tell ourselves are just whatever.
0: No, 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 no. And it's funny because <laughs> it's like, you do, if you look back at all the lies that you've told yourself, like in the moment, it was so freaking true. You're like, this is the gospel. Like, I, I, I can't break this. And, you know, and I, and I hear like a lot of my clients and I hear me like, I had to have a certain amount of meals. My workouts had to look like this. Da, 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 da. I had no evidence. <laughs> I had no, I, I had, like, if I was on trial, they would be like, so where's the evidence? But you don't understand.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I know. That's, you know, it's pretty powerful.
1: The things that you tell yourself and that you believe. Oh and yeah. I think the fear, the fear, and I don't know if you feel this way, but the fear that I had that if I, change my belief that i wasn't gonna be okay
0: yeah it it's our security like i like it's like this is my life raft i know what happens with this life raft and if what if i take it off what if i change this, the size of the life raft what if I change the color of the life raft you're like you know like we want that certainty and the certainty knows that even if i'm miserable i'm certain i'm going to be miserable <laughs> mm-hmm. what if i'm more miserable if i change but then we don't flip the coin and say, well, what if I'm happier? And then, yeah. like you said, I took,
1: a, I decided to take a chance on myself and I decided and yeah. it was the best decision I ever made. And like, I, I want to reiterate and say for the 900th time, it has not been easy. You no. know, it has not been easy changing who you think you are to who you want to be. It takes work. It does. And- there are many times in my life throughout my life where I said, I miss, I miss the message and I miss the the window, but I don't beat myself up for that either because it wasn't time. It wasn't my time. I, I I write in my book, like I thought it was so important to write about my wins as opposed to failures. Yeah. And I realized that it was the opposite. It was more important to write about how many times I failed than it was to write about, oh, look at me. I kept the weight off. You know, who gives a yeah. shit?
0: Who gives All a right. shit about that? You just said so much crap right there. Hold on. I got it. I'm, <laughs> I'm writing it down so that I can like unpack that. So two things about easy. And I remember, um, when, this is God, like maybe a decade ago. One of my very first coaches, she told me this. She's like, you know, Kim, you can go hard you can go fast, but you can't go hard and fast for long and it stuck with me like it's just like every time i feel like i am not getting anywhere i'm like and i want to speed up i always remember like sure i can lose you know 20 pounds in 20 weeks absolutely but can i keep it off right it's like i went fast but i went hard but can i keep that sprint up for the rest of my life and the second thing another coach said to me was easy as earned Mm -hmm. and every time someone is like feeling that uncomfortableness. I was like, yeah, because, you know, it's we're not Amazon Prime. We're not going to like two clicks <laughs> in and it's going to ring our doorbell. Like that shit doesn't happen. Like that, it's a Hallmark movie. And don't get me wrong. I love me a good Hallmark movie. But in real life, easy is like walking down the street, buck naked with honey on with bees chasing you. You got to earn that. Yes. So I, I love That's
1: it. a little extreme for me, but I hear right. you. I hear you,
0: (laughs) but it feels like that for a lot of people. So like, I totally, I get what you're saying where it's like, you're like, you know what? I didn't wake up after that moment. I didn't wake up and be like, yes, I can do it. Woo! Like you had a couple of moments where you're like, no, today's not the day. I'm just going to lay here for a moment, catch my breath. But then you got back up, which like you said, and we're going to talk about your book, which I, I think so many people just, you know, on social media, I scroll and I'm like, Oh, look at her. She went from size 12 to size zero. And she did it in 45 days. I (laughs) want to be sharing. Oh, look at this other one, booty butt bootcamp. Oh my God. Oh my God. Where like, no one ever says I did booty boot bootcamp. And then 25 days later, I had a pancake ass (laughs) because (laughs) I couldn't keep it up. Like no one says that. Like no one says I'm yeah. a booty camp dropout. Like no one tells me yeah. this story where you're right. Like I need to know that I'm not going to just knock it out of the park on my first try. I need mm-hmm. to know that. I need to feel safe that I may fail, mm-hmm. but I can get back up and yeah. start again. And, try again. and, and try maybe again. instead of going right, I need to go left because right isn't the way for me right now.
1: I think the most important thing in what you just said is that if we realize that we have to stay open to life's experiences and, like, you know, tagging on what you just said, not thinking it's a straight road to, oh God, like, yeah, you know, miserable to happy. It's
0: this. <laughs> you oh God. Know? <laughs> you might get dizzy how many zigs and zags you do.
1: Absolutely. But if you stay open to trust the process, that's when it becomes just so beautiful. And that's when the beautiful experience starts to line up and happen more and more and more. And then you realize I can do this and I can stay the course. You know, now it's not even, I don't even question it anymore. Like I don't, this is what I am here to do. This is what I'm here to experience. And I just stay open. And I I will say that one, you know, you talk about your mentors a lot. And I've had some pretty amazing mentors in my life. Right. But I will say, and I promote this book on every podcast I do because I think that every woman needs to read it, even though a man wrote it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> called, it's called The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Ooh, I don't think I've heard It's a book. really, really powerful book about the inner chatter that goes on, how we we think we are so wrapped up in this lifetime instead of just experiencing life and being happy like that's his ultimate goal right Ooh. he's a yogi so he gets a little like you know whatever yogatic a, a little what
0: <laughs> yogatic
1: thank you that's a word i've never heard before yeah but the message is super clear and it's just like if you want to be happy you choose that and no matter what happens you you, you keep choosing that every day
0: yeah yeah no i i absolutely I absolutely love that and so you've mentioned this a bunch of times and i want to make sure we talk about this so you know you're going through this experience and then you said you know what i need to write myself a book <laughs> or did someone approach you and and you would you know telling your story and they were like you know what rachel this is a book how did you a little bit body? of everything
1: I I always felt in my soul and I'm not being dramatic that a book was something that I was destined to do. And like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, it was always about, Oh, look at me. Look at me. I kept the weight off. Here's how you do that. And when I finally got to the size zero, which I had never been in my life, I was 38 or 39 years old and I was a size zero. And at the time that mattered, that was big. That was a big deal. And I was like, I'm so afraid this weight is going to come back. And because that's what I would say to myself every time I had a dream. Yeah. And um, so already setting myself up for failure. Long story short, of course, the weight comes back. And I was just so busy working and training and living my New York City lifestyle. So when COVID happened and everything shut down, I'm like, well, what am I going to do with myself? Right. And I was talking to one of my female peers and we were talking about like, what in the fuck are we going to do? Yeah, And and so we were having a conversation and she said, you should write a book. And I said, listen, I don't know where the hell a period goes. Like how am I going to do that? Right. Right. And she said, well, one of my clients use this particular publisher where you speak your story and you don't have to do any of that shit. I was like, what? I'm in. (laughs) Right. I was like, yeah. So I, I took a chance on myself. I took a chance on him and we had a zoom meeting. And the next thing you know, I was signing a contract and a year later, my book was in the world.
0: (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. And so, you know, we will also link her book in the show show notes. It's called the uh, donut diaries. Um, And I will definitely look, look that link that in the show notes. Um, Rachel, I've just loved this conversation and I feel that we've, you know, spanned the gamut of, many feelings that any woman either might be experiencing have experienced it maybe you've had that crying moment <laughs> you know we somehow we all have to be brought down to tears in order for us to you know like you said the universe winks at us a lot and sometimes they're like I ain't feeling you today and then other times you're like are you talking to me and you you know then other times you're like I hear you like yeah. And sometimes yeah. it takes a good punch in the face for the, for us to hear you. Yeah.
1: All the things you just said. Yes, yes, yes. For yeah. so.
0: And so Rachel, I always ask everyone, what is the one thing that makes you feel magical?
1: I love when I am had a great long day I take a shower and I put on a mask a clay mask and I just lay on my bed in my robe with my towel Just lay there and just just let that nourishment soak into my skin and just feel at peace I know it might sound a little silly but it does make me feel magical
0: (laughs) no and, and it's funny it's like I always I always tell people like most people their magic things, other people be like, oh yeah, that's me too. Like yes, <laughs> yes. I love like lounging around. Like that is my like that's my jam. I'm really good at it. And if, if, and if anyone's hiring, I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. And I want to have a six-figure salary that matches that. <laughs> right. Like pick me. And you see all over the TikToks, they're like, you know, side hustles that you don't have to do anything. And then you're like, no, you have to do something. When you say do nothing, I mean nothing. So yeah, thank you so much for this. This has been absolutely fabulous. Where can people find you on the socials?
1: Thank you. Thank you for asking. I just rebranded myself last week. So I was Rachel Lavin Fitness. And now I'm Rachel Lavin Wellness, because I really have stepped away from the fitness part, but I still want to, you know, keep that wellness thing going. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all Rachel Lavin Wellness. My book is available, The Donut Diaries, and that's D-O-U-L. Gh Nut Donut Diaries is on Amazon.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome! Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us this day. All right, ladies, if you have ever felt like this, definitely know it's not this like wham bam thank you ma'am moment. It's it's a process, and you know myself or Rachel would love to support you throughout this process. um Definitely do me a favor if you've had an aha moment, screenshot this. And let us know what your aha moment is. Maybe you're that person crying in the group fitness room. That's great. Like the universe, it's okay. Like, it's okay. I'm giving you that hug that it's okay. You know, maybe your breakdown is on the number one bus in Boston. It happened to me. It's okay. We got you. So let us know how we can best support you. Enjoy the rest of your day, magic makers. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.